Hello, welcome to the second episode of the Cross Chronicles. This is Randy Cross, and I'll be telling some more stories of growing up in the 70s and 80s. This story involves war, outlaws, and murder. I call this story The Front Porch Ghost. So, before I start, let me say my disclaimer. These are my stories and my memories. If you remember them differently, you are wrong. Let me explain where I live. I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, but in a northern suburb of Knoxville called Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L, and then in the the southern border of Powell, crossing the city and county line, there's a little community called Daney, D-A-N-T-E. It's always been called Daney. Until the uppity normals started coming in and building their giant fancy subdivisions and changed it to Dante. But I will always call it Danny. So, that is the little area that I live in. If you're not from here, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But, it's important to the story. So, we moved to the house that I still live in. Sometime when I was a freshman in high school, right before school started, uh, I don't remember dates, so this was 82, 83, something like that. So my driveway used to connect to another driveway that went across the railroad tracks and up to the top of the ridge where there was a little white two-bedroom house. And when we moved here, we didn't know any of the neighbors. But my mama, she did not care about knowing any of the neighbors. She was just like, just leave me alone. Let me sit on the couch all day, watching the game shows and smoking my cigarettes. I don't need no visitors. But my daddy was the complete opposite. He was a chatter, and he wanted to visit, and he would—he wanted to know everybody. Plus, he would do stupid things to help people. Like, this is a, a side story. Uh, one day, Mama came home from the grocery store, and she's putting up the groceries, and then she, got, she yells out, David, where's the kitchen faucet? And Dad, what, 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 what? He was watching sports in his drawers or something. I don't know. He said, where's the kitchen faucet? Well, Richard, his was leaking. So he came over and I gave him iron. Why did you give Richard the faucet? Well, he needed one and we had one. Well, what am I supposed to do? Well, I'll go to the hardware store tomorrow and buy you a new one. There's a faucet in the bathroom you can use. 
Why couldn't Richard use the faucet in the bathroom? Anyway, that, the faucet story was never forgotten. That wasn't the only, only time Daddy gave away things that we needed. Anyway, okay, where was I? What was I saying? Oh, Daddy always wanted to meet everybody. So soon after we moved here, we walked up to the top of the ridge to meet whoever lived in that house. And it was a, oh gosh, this woman had to be in her 90s. And she was, I'm not going to use any real names in these stories except for Mama and Daddy. Um, I'll call her Beatrice. So Beatrice was a little old lady, you know, you, you, you know, she always wore like a polka dot dress that she probably made herself. I always had an apron on. Uh, the, the, the flannel socks rolled up down to her ankles with little black shoes on, bun in her hair, that kind of thing. Uh, and you had to have a cup of tea or, uh, uh, you know, something when you came over. So me and daddy would visit Beatrice. Beatrice started telling the stories about growing up in this area uh, in that house, who her her family had owned for generations, and the Daney area. So she told us that Daney, in the before the nineteen fifties, was um, a rough and tumble area, where people who were hiding from the law would come build shacks, that kind of thing. Because there's a Daney is kind of in a U-shape surrounded by a ridge and tons of woods. So people could go up on that ridge and in the gullies and never be found. And she told us that when she was a little girl, there was a group of outlaws that lived in a cave up on the ridge. And every day, while the men were out at work, they would come and get her and her mom, take them, blindfold them, take them to the cave, and they would do the cooking and the cleaning and all that kind of stuff, and then they'd bring them back. Well, Miss Roach said she had looked her whole life for that cave. I have looked since middle school, I mean high school, for that cave. I don't know if the cave ever existed. But she said one day, while that was happening, one of the outlaws decided to linger. And he was being frisky and inappropriate to her and her mother. And her dad and brother came home from work. They found him, killed him, and buried him under the house. So this little house was one bedroom with a wood stove in the middle, and uh, the kitchen was in the back. Then there was like probably it was probably like a breezeway at one time or a porch, but it had been closed in. Then past that porch was another room that was built on that they used as a bedroom. So, the dad and the brother killed this outlaw and buried him under the floor of this back bedroom. She also told us that during the Civil War, uh, Powell, I do know this from middle school history, 
Pal was a Civil War training area. Where the middle school is now was a camp where they trained Civil War soldiers. And so the railroad tracks goes from Pal Middle School down in between my house and where Beatrice's house was. She told us that they would bring wounded soldiers down the railroad tracks up to that house and it was used as a hospital and that back bedroom was used as a morgue. Okay, so a <laughs> little bit after moving here, a couple years, Beatrice died. And Mama never met Beatrice. She could care less about meeting anybody that lived around us. And a new family moved in. It was uh, They rented the house out. I d we didn't have a chance to meet the new family. Uh, because they went to the grocery store one night and left the wood stove door not latched. And the house caught on fire. And this is in February. I remember it was flipping cold. And we were out of school because of the snow. Well, the house just, it went up. And the flames, you could you used to be able to see the house from our back porch, but now it's all grown up and everything. But back then, you could see the house from our back porch. And the flames were higher than the trees. And a train came by and stopped. And the fire department could not get up to the house. Luckily, there was nobody in the house. And while it was catching on fire, I mean, while it was burning, the family was at our house. They had two kids that were in middle school. And I had them in my bedroom and we were talking. And it was the first time I'd met them. They had never met Beatrice. And they were like, they were glad the house was burning down because they were they had been begging their parents to move out of that house because of what gone went on there. So, stories that Beatrice used to tell us about that back bedroom was that it stayed cold all year round. At night, when you were sleeping, you would see figures moving around. Um... And that people would, like, touch you when you were sleeping. And those kids told me those same exact stories. They, never, they didn't know Beatrice, but they told me those same exact stories. So they, the house burnt down. A couple days later, I got curious, and I went up there, and... The whole house was just ashes, except for one part that was still standing, and that was that back bedroom, and it was only scorched on the outside. On the inside, it was perfectly untouched. No smoke damage. Clothes were still hanging in the closet. The bed was still there. I don't know.
So, okay, here is the story of the porch ghost. Now that you have all of this background. <laughs> um, so, I came home from school one day. This was a, a week after the house burnt down. And Mama was all in a tizzy and freaking out. Mama believed in ghosts. She would tell the story about her great-grandmother, who she was really, really close to. Uh, the night that they brought me home, first night from the hospital, they had my great-grandmother's rocking chair in my room. Mama said she can't, woke up because I was crying, and her great-grandmother was sitting in that rocking chair pointing at my crib. Then she told the story about the night her mother died. Her mother came to her to tell her goodbye before anybody called and told Mama that my grandmother had died. So Mama believed in ghosts. So knowing that, I come home. Mama's freaking out. And I was like, what, are you, what is wrong with you? And... She said, I heard a knock on the front door. And I went to the front door, and there was a little old lady standing there. She was wearing all gray, with a gray apron, bun in her hair. Anyway, she perfectly described Beatrice. She had never met Beatrice. And she said that the old lady on the porch asked, said, I'm really cold. I need to build a fire. Do you have any matches? Matches. So Mama went to the kitchen to get some matches. And she turned around, and the old lady was standing right there. Mama said she didn't hear her walk behind her or anything. She was standing right there. And she reached, and she grabbed the matches, and she went out the front door. Mama followed her and watched as she went up the driveway, Mama said halfway to the driveway, she disappeared. So, I'm making fun of Mama and thinking she's crazy. And we hear honking in the driveway. Ugh. When we heard honking in the driveway, Mama would start cussing and, oh, no. Because my daddy's parents and family had a really bad habit of just popping in at any time without saying a word. And my mama, not liking visitors, hated this. But she really hated the way they did it. Because they were so lazy, they would just sit in the car and honk until they saw somebody come to the door. <laughs> so mama hated that so we heard the honking and it was my grandma and my aunt and they came in and they visited and mama's telling them the story about the old lady and they leave and we think they're gone but then we hear knocking on the door and it's my grandma and my aunt and they're freaking out so we're thinking okay this is a big deal because they don't knock so they rush in, 
and it's got to be like 20, 23 degrees outside, so cold, and at night. And they said, there's an old woman knocking on your back door. They saw us, and she asked for matches. So Mama went to the, ran to the back door. There was nobody there. So we're talking about it. We're like, well, maybe she's an old lady with dementia. She lives around here. She's lost. She doesn't know what she's doing, but it's cold and it's dangerous. But there's, there was nobody who lived around us that was an old lady. We didn't know, don't know where, if it was a real old lady, we don't know where she came from. So we called the police. They came and we told them that, you know, the old lady, there's an old lady wandering around. They went up and down the railroad tracks. They went through the woods. They went knocking on doors. They never found this woman. So was it Miss the Ghost of Beatrice? I almost said her real name. Was it the Ghost of Beatrice? Was it just an old lady that was confused and lost? I don't know. But Mama swears up and down. It was the ghost of Beatrice. So, there's your little story. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. And, music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompotech.com. Now I'm legal. Okay, bye.